0: Chapters 1 through 3 of The Paradise or Garden of the Holy Fathers, The Rule of Pachomius at Tabena. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Paradise or Garden of the Holy Fathers, The Rule of Pachomius at Tabena, by Palladius, translated by E. A. Wallace Budge. Chapter 1. By the might of our Lord Jesus Christ, we begin to write the Ascdiketon, that is to say, the history of the monks at Tabena, who were followers of Abba Pachomius. In my opinion, the things which I am now about to write are able to assist us greatly if we indeed follow after them, and they will, moreover, make the hearer more vigilant in respect of the contemplation of things which have been said. And if we were to excuse ourselves through negligence from writing them down, this act would bring danger upon him that made such an excuse, and therefore although we can only advance from the beginning but a very little way with the living word we will declare a few of the earlier things it was a custom with the god-loving brother the holy man abba Pachomius, to gather together the brethren every evening in a duly appointed place in the monastery that they might hear his doctrine and once when they were all assembled according to their wont in order to hear Rabbah, He commanded Theodore, a man who had lived in the monastery for twenty years, to speak to the brethren, and straightway he spake unto them concerning the things which were to be employed as helpers, but made no mention of not stumbling, and some of the aged sages who saw what had taken place did not wish to listen to him, and they said within themselves, What he is teaching us is for novices, and we need not listen unto him and they left the congregation of the brethren and departed from that place and went into their cells and when the brethren had been dismissed from the hearing of the sermon rabba sent and called those who had departed and who did not wish to hear theodore And when they had come into the presence of the holy man he asked them why did ye leave us and depart to yourselves?" and they said because thou hast made a young man our teacher and although all the old men were standing there, and other brethren who were much older than he, thou didst command a young man to speak unto us. Now when Rabbah heard these things, he groaned, and said, Do ye know by what means wickedness first began to take hold in the world? They said unto him, What were they? And he answered and said unto them, By pride. And it began when that bright star which used to shine or rise, in the morning fell from heaven, Isaiah 14.12 And was dashed in pieces on the earth. Or have ye never heard that which is written, The man who is haughty in heart is an abominable thing before the Lord. Proverbs 16.5 For whosoever exalteth himself shall be abased. But he that abaseth himself shall be exalted. St. Matthew 23.12 Therefore deliver ye yourselves from your false superiority. For do ye not know that the mother of the beginning of wickedness, is pride. Ye did not only leave Theodore and depart from him, but ye fled and departed from the word of God, and ye fell away from the Holy Spirit. O ye truly wretched men, who deserve sorrow of every kind, how is it that ye cannot understand that it was Satan who was working in you, and that because of this ye made yourselves to be remote from God? O what a great and wonderful thing it is that God humbled himself and took upon himself the form of a servant, and put on his body and dwelt in him, and became obedient even unto death for our sakes. And yet we who are by nature low puff ourselves up with pride. He who is high above all things, and exceeding great, turned from the ordinary course of his greatness, and in humility fashioned the world, although he was able to destroy everything which existeth by a glance and yet we who are nothing make ourselves proud, being ignorant that in thus doing we are sinking ourselves into the depths of the earth. Do ye not observe that I stand and incline my ear to the teaching of Theodore? Verily I say unto you that I have been greatly helped by him, for I did not ask him to address you because I thought lightly of him, but because I expected to be helped myself by his words. How very much more, then, is it right that ye should hearken unto his words with a ready mind and absolute humility? Verily I, who am your father in the Lord, am as one who knoweth not his right hand from his left, and therefore I listen unto him with all my soul. Therefore before God I say unto you that, if ye show great repentance for this folly which ye have committed, and if ye weep and mourn for yourselves, because thereof in such wise that ye be edified thereby, that which hath happened shall be forgiven you, and if not, then ye will go to perdition. Chapter 2. Of Sylvanus the Actor. Once there was a man among the brethren, whose name was Sylvanus, who for a period of twenty years had worn the garb of a monk. Now he was ordinarily an actor, and at the beginning of his life as a monk he was exceedingly anxious about his soul. But after a short time, had elapsed, he began to be so negligent about his redemption that he wanted to make merry and enjoy himself. And besides this, he used to sing fearlessly among the brethren, snatches of the lewd and ribald songs which he used to hear in the theater. Then Abba Pichomius, the holy man, called this brother before the brethren, and commanded him to strip off the garb of a monk, and having received such apparel as was worn in the world, to go forth from among the brethren, and from the monastery. And that brother fell down at the feet of Pachomius, and entreated him, saying, O father, if thou wilt forgive me this once, and wilt not cast me forth, thou hast it from me that from this time forward I will repent of those things, wherein I have hitherto shown negligence, in such a manner that thou shalt be able to see the change which hath taken place in my soul. And the holy man answered and said unto him, Dost thou know how much I have borne from thee, and how many times I have admonished thee, and how many times I have beaten thee? I am a man who hath no wish to stretch out my hands in a manner of this kind, because when of necessity I was obligated to act thus in respect of thee, my soul suffered far more by the mention of association with passion than thou didst. Although the stripes were laid upon thee, I beat thee for the sake of thy salvation in God, so that by that means I might be able to correct thee of thy folly. But since, even though I admonished thee, thou didst not change thy course of life, and didst not follow after spiritual excellence, even though I entreated thee so to do, and since even when beaten thou wast not afraid, how is it possible for me to forgive thee any more? But when sylvanus multiplied his entreaties and begged for his forgiveness long and earnestly and promised that he would amend his life henceforward rabba demanded a surety from him that after he was forgiven he would no more continue his evil behavior and when the venerable man petronius had made himself a surety for him concerning the things which sylvanus had promised the blessed man forgive him then sylvanus having being held worthy of forgiveness, contended with all his soul, and to such good purpose that he became the pattern of all excellence of the fear of God, both among all the younger and all the elder brethren. Now the virtue which surpassed all the other virtues which he possessed was that of absolute humility, and tears flowed from his eyes so unceasingly that even when he was eating with the brethren he was not able to restrain his weeping, and his tears were mingled with his food, And when the brethren told him that he should not behave thus before the face of strangers, i.e. visitors, or before any people, he took an oath, saying, I have sought many times to restrain my tears for this reason, but I have never been able to do so. Then the brethren said, Is it not possible for him that repenteth to seek to be alone? And would it not be better for him to act thus when he was praying with the brethren than when he was eating at the table with them? and is it not possible for the soul to weep continually with tears other than those which are visible then turning to him they said we wish to know what thou hast to say on the matter for thou art so overwhelmed with thy tears that many of us who see thee in this state are ashamed to eat and take our fill then sylvanus said unto those who had asked him those questions do ye not wish me to weep when i see holy men waiting upon me men, the dust of whose feet I am unworthy to sweep away. Is it not proper that I should weep over myself? I weep then, O oh my brethren, because a man from the theatre is ministered unto by such holy men as these, and I am afraid lest I should be smitten, even as were Dathan and Abiram, and I weep especially because, being in ignorance, I cared so little at the beginning about the redemption of my soul, that I came in danger of being expelled by the brethren from the monastery, and I was obligated to give surety for my better behavior, and to take awful oaths that I would never again treat my life with contempt. For this reason I am not ashamed to weep, and I have turned away from such things. For I know my sins, and that if I was obligated to deliver up my soul, I should find no happiness in heaven. And as this man strove nobly in this manner, Rabbah, himself bore testimony before all the brethren and spake thus behold i bear testimony before god that before the time when this monastery came into existence among all the brethren who lived with me therein there hath been none who hath resembled completely the example which i have conceived in my mind with the exception of one now when the brethren heard these things some of them thought that the one man of whom he spake was theodore the others thought it was Petronius. Another's thought it was Arsenius, and at length Theodore asked the holy man of which monk he had spoken when he said this thing. But Rabba did not wish to say, but because Theodore and the other great fathers continued to entreat him to tell them, for they wished to learn who he was, Rabba answered and said, If I knew that vainglory would come to him of whom I was about to speak, and that he would be greatly praised, I would not show you who he is but because i know that the more humble he will become and the more he will think scorn of himself and because i wish you to emulate his example i will before you all fearlessly ascribe blessing to him therefore o theodore of all those who like thee strive in the fight have bound the calminator with fetters like a kid of the goats and have placed him under your feet and daily ye trample upon him as ye trample upon dust but if ye are the least unmindful of yourselves the calminator who hath been cast under your feet will rise up again and will set himself against you like an armed man but this young man sylvanus who but a short time since was about to be expelled from the monastery hath by his strenuousness so completely subjugated the calminator and slain him that he will never again be able to approach him For he hath vanquished him utterly by his exceedingly great humility. Ye have humbled yourselves as if ye possessed works of righteousness, and the addition which ye would make to your spiritual excellence is reduced. For ye rely upon the things which have already been performed by you. But this young man, however much he striveth, never showeth himself to the gaze of his fellows, and he thinketh with all his mind and soul, that he is a useless and contemptible being, and tears are always nigh unto him, because he is always belittling himself, and because he saith that he is unworthy of the things which are visible. Ye, in your knowledge, and in your patient endurance, and in your strivings against the calminator, which cannot be measured, are better than he is, but he hath surpassed you in humility, because he in this manner cutteth off for the calminator nothing but humility and the power of action which ariseth from the whole soul now therefore when sylvanus had striven in this manner for eight years he completed his fight and laid down his life in such wise that his servant a mighty man of god testified concerning his departure and said that an endless throng of holy angels with great rejoicing and singing received his soul as a choice sacrifice and that they offered it up unto God like a marvelous incense, which is found among the children of men. Chapter 3. Of a certain sinner who died, and it came to pass once that Abba Pocomius went to another monastery to visit the brethren who were there, and as he was on his journey he met the funeral of a certain brother of the monastery who was dead, and the monks were going to the funeral and were singing as they went. And there were also among them the parents of the man who had died. Now the brethren saw from a distance the holy man coming toward them, and they set down the bier upon the ground, so that he might come and pray over him. And when the blessed man had come and had said a prayer, he commanded the brethren not to sing any more psalms and hymns over him. And he also commanded them to bring the garments of him that had died. And they brought them, and in the presence of them all he ordered the men to burn them then when they had been buried he commanded that the dead body should be taken and buried without any further singing then the brethren and the parents and the kinsfolk of him that was dead threw themselves down at his feet and entreated him to permit them to sing over him but he remained unmoved and the parents of the dead man said unto abba pachomius what hast thou done o father this is a new thing and thou art sending away our son in an unlawful fashion it befitteth not thy holiness to display such a want of compassion unto this dead man. And moreover, this savage cruelty is like to bring about sorrow. Even an enemy who seeth the dead body of his adversary knoweth how to show pity many times over, although his disposition be unutterable and immovable. We have seen a new sight with you, O Christians, the like of which hath never been seen, even among the barbarians. Through this want of compassion on thy part thou hast made to cling to the family of the dead man a disgrace which shall never be blotted out would that we had never seen thee this day for then our house which hath ever possessed an untarnished name would not have inherited disgrace would that our poor son have never come into thy savage hands for then he would not have bequeathed unto us this everlasting sorrow we beseech thee now, since thou hast caused even his clothes to be burned, to allow a psalm to be said over him. Then Abba Pachomius answered and said unto them, O my brethren, in very truth I have more compassion upon him that lieth here than ye have. And because, like a father, I am showing exceeding great care on his behalf, I have commanded these things to be done. You would take care of the body which is visible, but I strive over his soul which is invisible, For if ye sing psalms over him, he will receive the greater torments, and a reckoning will be demanded from him, because the psalms which have been sung. For he departed not with the power of the psalms upon him. If then ye wish to make an addition to his everlasting sufferings, sing psalms. But I tell you of a truth, that if ye do indeed sing psalms over him, he will certainly suffer more pain because of them, and he will curse you. And because I know what will benefit his soul, I take no care for his dead body whatsoever. For if I permit ye to sing psalms, I shall be found to be in the sight of God as one who striveth to please the children of men, because for the sake of gratifying men I have treated with contempt that which will benefit the soul which is about to be punished in judgment. For because God is a fountain of grace, he seeketh excuses upon which he can lay hold in order to pour out upon us the abundant streams of his grace. If, then, we who have been held to be worthy by God to become acquainted with the art of divine healing do not apply the binding up which is suitable to the wound, we shall, like those who despise God, hear that which is written, those who despised God saw and marveled at the wonderful thing and were destroyed. For this reason, then, that is to say, that we may lighten his punishment I entreat you to bury the dead man without any singing of Psalms, for the good God knoweth that in return for this slight which hath come upon him, we are giving him rest, and are calling him to life. had he listened unto me on several occasions on which I admonished him, he would never have come to this pass. And when the blessed man had said these things, they had carried him to the mountain without the singing of psalms, and he was buried, and the holy man passed several days in that monastery in admonishing and teaching each one of the brethren the fear of God, and the way to strive rightly against the Calminator, and against his arts and wiles and guile, and how in a short time, by the might of the Lord, we shall be able to bring to naught beforehand the things which are cared for by him. End of chapters 1 through 3